Are you a hairdresser or barber? Do you want to take your career to the next level but unsure how? Then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to The Successful Stylist Unfoiled. I'm your host, Crystal Wilson. I've worked in the hair and beauty industry for the last 10 years, working my way up through some of the largest salons from each corner of the globe. Throughout my career, I've always been infatuated with the industry influencers, the people who have been able to make a name for themselves and have a flourishing career as a hairstylist. On this podcast, I'll be sitting down and talking to hair and beauty professionals who have taken their career to the next level. The ones who have gone from working behind the chair to exploring another avenue within the industry. From the platform artists, educators, business owners, TV and celebrity stylists, published, self-employed, brand-sponsored, and more, I'm sitting down and asking them how they've done it. I know these accolades can seem unattainable, so I'm making it my mission to break down the barriers, stereotypes, and simplify the process to make the dreams that you have more attainable. Join me every week on The Successful Stylist Unfoiled. The following program previously contained coarse language. I've done my best to edit it out. However, viewer discretion is still advised. Okay, guys, this episode has been a very long time in the making. This was actually the second or third episode that I filmed a few months ago. And it's taken a little while to edit because it's no secret that my skill set is hairdressing and I'm doing my best to be techie and get all this going. However, when I filmed this episode, it was a massive thunderstorm in Melbourne. So I had a power outage and the Wi-Fi cut out and the signal wasn't great. So I wasn't going to post the episode because I thought it was too poorly executed. However, I couldn't stop thinking about how incredible this conversation was and that there was too much good information and quality information to knock it off. And I think the point of being myself is that I'm just authentically me and this is what happened. And, you know, I'm not claiming to be this tech genius. I just want to have good conversations with incredibly talented people. So I couldn't let this episode go. So forgive a few of the glitches. I think I've done my best to edit most of them out. And, you know, us Canadian gals can drop a few F-bombs. But, you know, maybe it's not for the faint of heart. But this episode, I am talking with Carolyn Gahan, who I adore. I think she is so funny and just so good at what she does that I was just dying to talk to her. So she talks to me about how she's transitioned from working for a salon into a chair rental situation, how she got working with Joyco because she's a brand ambassador for Joyco here in Australia, seamless, um, seamless extensions, pardon me, and getting into photo shoots. And that's really where my brain keeps going with everything that she talked to me about was her process of picking clothing for photo shoots. And I really wanted to talk about the expense of photo shoots because in my experience, and I've worked at big salons that do a lot of shoots, the expense is thousands. And to me, I'm like, this is amazing that you maybe 
whoever has the money to spend on that, but the average Joe probably doesn't. And also what is the point? Like, yes, we're entering the competitions, but when I look at someone's Instagram, like Carolyn, she's doing shoots all the time. So I was so curious, like, how are you paying for this all the time? Or what's the purpose? Are you doing this for magazines or for people that, you know, you're doing campaigns or is it for yourself? And she seems to do the wardrobe. Like there's so many things. So it's a really insightful episode. And I just really enjoyed the information and enjoyed talking to her that I could not scrap it. So please sit back, just enjoy the information and remember that I am really practicing my tech skills. <laughs> okay. So this is episode not three anymore, but entering as that with Carolyn Gahan. And I am so excited about my guest today, a fellow mm. Canadian, Carolyn Gahan. Mm. Hello, you darling. Right? Yeah, you did. Amazing. I've been practicing <laughs> all night, four o'clock in the morning. Gahan, Gahan, Gahan. No, you nailed it. Get up. Don't fuck it up. I'm just sounding a little echoey. Give me one sec to just fiddle with mine. Here. All right. Okay. I think that's better. You know, it's actually quite challenging going from being a hairdresser to a tech, you know, My phenomenon. God, I'm so impressed by you. Coding and So whatnot. much more than you thought, but I found out this morning officially I'm on Spotify now. Shit, girl. Which is amazing. That's exciting. So, wow. Yeah. Congrats. Things you don't realize that there's like so much behind the scenes. It's like, oh, you can't just upload to Spotify if you want to. Like you have to apply. <laughs> you have to approve yeah, it's me. not what like do doing like nude websites. You just like flick your nude photos up. But you have the steps you have to go through. So bizarre. Anyway, we're officially on. I was like, imagine I've done all this hype and announced it. And then oh, nah, it's not good enough. Can't get on. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, so essentially, when I came up with this idea, it was more mm. for myself to be like, I just want to talk to people who I'm like, how the hell do you come up with the things that you come up with? And literally, yes. one of the first people I thought of was you, because I'm like, I just oh, want to awesome. pick your brain. <laughs> and I have, you know, this secret Instagram <laughs> life messaging with you that I'm like, oh, this is a good excuse for me to actually fully dive in and get the, you know, the answers. And I think what you do is amazing. So I'd love to go Thank through. You. You're welcome. All That's of the awesome. things. My glasses are very dirty here. Um, so you're originally from Canada, correct? I am indeed. Yes. And how long have you been in Australia or how did that I've been here of- for nine years now? Okay. So and was there a plan time. to stay when you first came or? Um, I didn't really have a plan, to be honest. I just didn't want to be in Canada anymore. And I moved out with two girlfriends and they went home after the first year. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here. So were you and, on a working um, holiday visa at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah, I had to search for um, a salon who would sponsor me. I found one. And then, I mean, that took a while, actually, because everyone's like, yeah, I'll sponsor you. And then you're like, hee, 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 I have three months left. Like, are you serious? And they're like, actually, yes. I have a gambling addiction and I can't sponsor you. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it took me a while to find a salon that would sponsor me. And I did. And that was a big uh, French franchise. So, yeah, I worked there for seven years, got my sponsorship. 
Wow. And that was in Sydney. You've been in Sydney the whole time. Yeah. In Sydney. Yeah. 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 Cool. And how long had you been hairdressing before you moved here? And maybe how did you kind of get into hairdressing? Is that something you always wanted Um, to do? Yeah. Like since I was a little kid, I was chopping all my cousin's hair. Like all of their school photos are just so fucked because (laughs) I was just like, think that I, I just really thought I knew what I was doing. I'd just be hacking away with the kitchen scissors and you know, their parents would call my parents like, ah, Carolyn got the scissors again. And it was just <laughs> so sort they of weren't happy that you were doing it. <laughs> it wasn't a treat. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a good time. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, ever since I, I think I was three years old, literally, I was like, mom, I'm going to be a hairdresser. Oh, my and, God. Um, Can you talk and that was it. <laughs> yeah, because I went to daycare and they had like a little like a little um, vanity section at my daycare where you like made people pretty. And I was like, I'm going to cut hair. Oh, my God. Know. I love it. That's so anyway. funny. Yeah. So, um, I've always been obsessed with hair. I I just, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Is anyone in your family in the industry or? No, no. Very opposite, um, people. Yeah. And then in Canada, so same as me, like I went to hair school, like I actually went to college for a year and then I did an apprenticeship. Did you do the same kind of thing? Yeah, I did the same. So I went to Kingston, Ontario for school and, um, yeah, then went back home, did my a few years of apprenticeship. Uh, but I started in high school. Like, you know, you can do half day in high school yeah, and half day okay. at the salon. So, so you really knew was, what you wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like right away, I just couldn't wait to get in the salon. So, yeah, I did half day high school, half day at the salon. And then, um, yeah, I did the school and finished my apprenticeship. And then I moved to Calgary four or five years. Oh, I worked cool. there in the salon. So, I just, so like, you've been hairdressing quite a long time. Yeah, like almost 20 years. That is crazy. Yeah. Isn't it wild though? Like I felt the same way when I was trying to write, I guess, this little bio and get the thing going. And I was like, like, who the hell is going to listen to me? Like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And then I'm like, I've actually been doing this for 10 years. (laughs) I know. And you feel like it's been like, I still feel like I'm I'm an apprentice. Like, I know. It's gross. (laughs) What the hell do I know? Yeah, it's weird. That's crazy. So, Yeah. And were you quite creative and like good at like are you good at art and drawing and that kind of stuff? Because I do like yeah, I do okay. like drawing art. Um, you know, I play instruments and I guess I've always been yeah a bit artsy fartsy. Um, yeah. but I just yeah, I guess I've just taken it to the next level lately. Yeah, with some things. Amazing. Um, yeah. So do you still so when you came to australia you came to sydney and you got sponsored by that salon have you stayed there the whole time or when did that change or how did that change um so i stayed there yeah for seven years and then um how were you able to do that at that point you must have been on a different visa that led to permanent residency yeah so they sponsored me so i did um so i got my second year working holiday visa uh okay um and you did farm work um <laughs> i pretended to do farm work <laughs> you know one of those things like yes i worked for so 88 good. days on the farm and yes, oh, the hard days you know day. i yeah. actually did sorry <laughs> i did maintenance at a hostel in oh, Beach cool. in paradise but oh well that's pretty cool it was pretty good it was a bit of a loophole but I'd never done anything else besides hairdressing. I'd worked the same as you in the salon since high school. And here I was mowing lawns and changing bins. And (laughs) it was a whole nother situation. Uh, Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. When (laughs) I first moved, actually, I worked at a pizza shop. 
because I couldn't find a job in a hair salon for like six months. I just like serving pizza and gelato. So that was super embarrassing. But, you know, my friends would come by and take photos every day and just sort of make fun of it. I just, fuck, I had no money for rent. You have the like, most creative see. pizzas. <laughs> oh, well, I just got super fat because they, they, at the end of the day, they just give you all the pizza and ice cream. Oh, my God. So it's just like, like drinking every day and, and eating pizza and shit. Yeah. That's that so funny. Fun. But, um, so you stayed at that salon for seven years. <laughs> Yeah, and seven years. Do you work and there then, now or where, where are you now? No, so then I just, guy approached me. I met him years ago. He's like, oh, I opened a salon. Just come have a look. You can rent a chair. And I was like, oh, I'm, I think I'm all right. And he's like, fuck, just come and have a look. Yeah. yeah. And so I went there. I look and I was like, yeah, it's quite cute. And he goes, okay, it's like, you know, 530 bucks a week. And I'm like, yeah, easy. I can do that. No problem. I have my own locker for all my colors, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then I started working there. And so you, uh, it was you great. Quit the salon, you were like, okay. Yeah. I'm so I left. Um, I mean, I had a massive contract with this salon, and so I was shitting myself a little bit because okay. I was sued when I was 22 in Canada for the same thing for leaving a salon. Really? Anyway. And so why? What are they able to sue you for? Like, what was in Nothing. your contract? Yeah, it was just. Because remember back in the day, you'd write like clients' numbers on like a cue card and you had like actual <laughs> yes. client cards. Yeah. Yes. So I was, it was in a file right? folder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck this. I got to put these cards in my purse and get out of here. Take photos and of he, them. Yeah. But, hair um, and so I got busted with these uh, cue cards in my purse. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that sucks. And um, oh, so the God. next thing I know, I got a, some weird man dropped a letter off. You're being sued for 35 grand. And I was like, yeah, I'm 22 years old. I don't really know what 35 grand is. Like I have a truck and a motorcycle and like, you know, you can have that if you want, but I have nothing else to offer you. Anyway. Um, so that dragged out for two years and I was, so they actually like, followed through with it. Oh yeah. 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 Oh my but God. Cause I think anywhere. a lot of times we all think that like there's parts of our contract that say stuff and we're like, but it's just yeah. a scare tactic. <laughs> mm-hmm. You actually got sued. Well, the, the thing is, they, they, it's, you can't stop someone from earning a living. So if it would have went to court, they would have laughed and been like, bye. Yeah. And okay. so, but it was just the legal fees leading up to that. There was a bit of a issue. Yeah. Anyway, so moving forward onto this job, I was like, okay, I have a really insane um, contract. So I did take it to a lawyer. And I said, what's the best way for me around this? And I'm like, I don't want to be sneaky, weird. I just want to be honest. Like, I just want to go and do my own thing. I just thing want to work for myself. Be friends yeah. with everyone that works. Yeah. And they couldn't offer. I'm like, first, before I left, I was like, can I rent a chair here? Like, can I do my own thing here? They yeah. said, we don't do that. And I'm like, okay, well, there's no other way for me to go, basically. Like, I've already yeah. managed here. I've already done all these things. There's no, you know. There's, you're, you've hit your ceiling. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so I went back to the manager and I was like, look, I... I, I just want to go do my own thing and I still want to keep my clients and um, that's just how it is. And she's like, okay. Oh, <laughs> I was like, so you were shitting your pants for nothing. Yeah. I seriously was just sweating. Oh. Like I was freaking out and she's like, yeah, you do things here that we don't do. So, I mean, uh, it's just, it is what it is. And with she Instagram, could see that you'd have grown the, the Yeah, space. exactly. Yeah. You know, everyone was coming to me. How do I do this? How do I do that? And you know, I had no one to sort of bounce off because they were looking at me for things. And I was like, Fuck, I just need to either be around more inspiring people or something needs to change, you know? Yeah. And, um, and she was totally fine. And so when I left, I just left and everyone was like, well, I'll just find you on the internet. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. And that's what happened. And so the first few days I was like, Ooh, no one's calling me. Rah, rah, rah. And then 
then I realized even if I only did two clients a day, I was still laughing. Huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was still doubling what I was getting there, working 45 hours a week. It just wasn't making any sense. Yeah. Anyway, um, fast forward six months later, um, the guy I was renting from, he just turned out to be just a bit of a dick. Like he was really hovering over me and uh, I don't know. It, he was always so even though you were renting me. the chair and technically yeah. working for yourself, you were still yeah. being managed. Yeah. And he was like drinking a lot. It was just a, not, not a good spot for me. And then I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to tell my clients again that I'm leaving. And, yeah. and then I was like, well, do you want to keep them in this environment? Or do you want to get out of here? Yeah. They're going to pick up on the energy anyway. Yeah. So I'm sure I, I did lose clients. And I mean, it's funny because the clients you think are your lifers, you know, like oh, this person will never leave me. They're gone in a second. Like interesting, inconvenient, even a little bit. They're out. Yeah. Like they're just, they're not into it. Did I lose you? No. Hey, a little technical yeah. difficulty. Okay. <laughs> All I can hear was you. And you're like, oh, hello. Have I lost you? Oh, Have I lost you? <laughs> right now. <laughs> store. I don't know what happened. The Wi-Fi cut out and I'm going out because my boyfriend's in the, um, in the living room said, do not make a sound. And I'm like, excuse me, did you touch the Wi-Fi? <laughs> Poor guy's just sitting there like, what? <laughs> I don't know what happened. Me neither. It's fine. Like, I told you to go for a walk. He's like, it's a thunderstorm. <laughs> like, get outside. I Oh my god. <laughs> okay, well I'll just have to, you know, learn how to merge my files together. This is a new um oh, I'm sure you're all tech savvy now. You'll you'll figure <laughs> it out. Uh, okay, so where I left off is that you were saying that the clients that you think are gonna be with you for life. Oh yeah. <clears throat> like end up are dropping off. It's like a breakup. And like so when gutted. you go into a rent-a-chair situation. Are mm. they responsible for filling your column as well at all or not at all? Like, do you have access to their, if there's a receptionist there, is she booking you no. as well? Or you no. have your own separate book and FPOS and yeah, how exactly. does yep. work for people yeah, who so are you, familiar with how rented share works? Yeah. So basically you have your own um, system. So I use Timely. It's a booking site. Okay. Um, so and how did just you hop pick on there. what one you were going to use? Um, so I follow this group on Facebook, hairdressers, helping hairdressers, some shit. I don't know what it's called. I have like <laughs> a few of them that I follow and it's always a hot topic. Like what's the best booking site. And so mm. people were, you know, giving their two cents and I saw the one that kept coming up was timely. So I was like, yes, that I looks pretty that. great. And I didn't want to use the old one for my old salon. Cause it just reminded me of my old salon. And yeah. even though I wouldn't know how to, you know, work it i was like i can't see those columns with the same colors and the same shit so yeah yeah um timely is just really great really effective um super easy they take deposits cool. um and then they send reminders two days before oh perfect so um we all need super that. super easy <laughs> so there's yeah so when you rent a chair like you can't some places are different but this first place i went i couldn't have my business cards out i couldn't have retail like it was very just you come in you do the hair and you leave really so, how come uh, I guess he just wanted his, his own thing and didn't want it to look cluttered. And, uh, so there was retail there, was so there say, but it was his, yeah. so if you sold, if your client needed shampoo, it went through his salon versus through you. Yeah. Okay. It's not like I would get, um, commission or anything. It was just yeah. like, these are his products. I sell them for him and he gets the yeah, full amount. So everything, um, 
it was a good learning um, curve for me because it was my first time on my own. I was just sort of sorting everything out. How's it going to happen? Um, and then the payments, I have a little square. So people just pay through there and then that pays you in two days, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then, yeah, it just didn't really work out. I felt like I was working for that person. And I was yeah. like, this is not why I want to do this. And the other reason was I was paying per week. Yeah. And so whether I was busy or not, or on holidays or not, I had to pay that full amount, $530 a week. And that's quite a fair like, bit of money. Yeah. And then, you know, you have your products and all your other shit on top of that. So I thought, oh, this doesn't make sense. So if I want to go on a holiday, so say I went to Canada for four weeks. So I had to pay two and a half thousand dollars for my chair before I left. It's not like and you get did... vacation time from him. Yeah. yeah. And so that didn't work for me. And I was like, okay, this was good to know how this place works, but this doesn't work for me. And yeah. I only do four days a week. So I just want to pay for my four days and that's it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, um, you know, researched a few other places that were doing chair rentals and this particular place um, I had been to before because they're a Joico um, salon. So I was, I did a training course in that salon. So I was okay. already there and sort of met everyone and they have an upstairs floor that was vacant. No one was in there. It was like a storage unit. Mm. And I was like, oh, can I like rent upstairs? They're like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it already had the fit out, a basin, five chairs. Oh and um, I just pay per day. So like, it was hilarious. So if I didn't want to work that week, I just didn't pay anything. Yeah. And I still could have all my stuff there. So I would recommend a day rate is the best way to go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, anywhere from 110 to 160, I guess, would sort of be your yeah, average-ish. Yeah. Um, but they do all my laundry. Um, you know, <clears throat> I have all my own. So I put a bar fridge in because I want to have all my booze, my champagne, my beers <laughs> for it. my clients. So I have my own little fridge and then I have my own retail section. So it's basically like I have my own little shop yeah, and it's right cool. in the city. But I think um, these then, are the things that deter people, which is, again, why I want yeah. to have these conversations about whether mm -hmm. it be renting a chair or education yeah. or photo shoots, yeah. which we'll get into too. Like, I yeah. think people are like, oh, like I wouldn't even know where to begin. So having these conversations and yeah. learning that you actually didn't really look into it too much. You just had the opportunity yeah. present itself and yeah. just dove in and learned as you went. Whereas yeah. I'm quite like as much as I yeah, don't yeah, yeah. plan anything in my yeah, life, I'm quite calculated in that way that I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I, I couldn't just do that without knowing what product line and what booking system and how much it's going to cost. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it was a, it was a major challenge because I changed color brands as well. So, I mean, I probably lost a handful of clients because I fucked their color up because I was basically uh -huh. relearning a new color line. So it was a huge, massive change for me. And I was like, I'll just, I'll just get through it, you know, like, because yeah. what's the worst that can happen is I have to go back to that salon that I was at for seven years or another yeah. salon because yeah, I left on that. good terms and I sort of, you know, I still go in there every week and say hi to the girls and cause it's literally around the corner from my place where I yeah. work now. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is you just go and work somewhere else. Go so yeah, it didn't really matter. But as soon as you see that, oh my God, how much you just made in that one week going into your pocket. Yeah. So you, you deduct your rent from that and your product costs you like, holy shit, like that's yeah. amazing. Put now, a little speaking, bit on the side for your tax you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of product lines, so you mm. work for Joyco, correct? Well, or I'm a guest artist for Joyco them. So like, like, I'm that? their ambassador for Australia and then I'm a guest artist. So 
um, <clears throat> they approached me. So when I was at that salon for seven years, I was like running to the beauty supply shop and picking up Joico products and like sneaking them into the salon. And okay, so you didn't clients. use Joico at that salon? No. You no, just I were familiar a... with it from home? Well, not even. I just... I just wanted to use more creative colors and Joico, okay. basically what the tube looks like, that's what it comes out as. Yeah. You know, there was no like second guessing things like, oh fuck, that's yellow, that's yellow, you know? Yeah. And so I would just go to the beauty supply shop and because the, the brand I was working with didn't have very good creative colors and yeah. they were just really, really not good. And, um, and so I just started using Joico randomly and I guess I was tagging them a lot. And so, you know, I was kind of on their radar. And then a girl that used to work at that place for seven years with me, she left and she's an educator for Joico. And so she messaged me, Hey, do you want to come maybe be an educator for us? And I was like, Ooh, I don't know what that means. That's terrifying. And I kind of didn't really take her seriously. I was like, yeah, whatever. Cause she was just like a colleague, like a girl that I knew, you know? And then, and then her big boss sent me a message and he was like, Hey, can we meet for a coffee? And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Love yeah, but he sounded really cool on the phone. Like, you know, like I could swear and just do whatever I wanted on the phone with him. So I was like, yeah, let's meet for a coffee. And as soon as we did, it was like, like meeting that favorite uncle, you know, just like a really cool older guy. You're like, fuck, this guy's cool. And yeah. so we just kind of shot the shit and um, he already liked what I was doing. So, and that was the main thing for me. I didn't have to change to be someone yeah. else. He was like, whatever you're doing, just keep doing that and, you know, tag us and that's cool. Amazing. And so that, that happened when I was still working that hourly rate at that first salon. Yes. And then, so that was perfect. So when I left, I was like, oh, I'm going to start using Joico now. Cause if I'm going to be educating with them, I need to actually know what the product is, blah, blah. And, um, but yeah, that was a massive struggle. Like, oh my God, I felt like I was 16 again, trying to learn a new color line. Yeah. But they were I've really great, really supportive. Well. Um, yeah. They're just a cool company to work for. So basically what I do for them is every time there's a color class, so they'll fly me to Perth or Melbourne or Brisbane, and I just teach a color technique that I've Amazing. made up out of And do house. they provide you with product in your suite now, or you still buy, <clears throat> no. you just, you I have buy, an account yeah. set up with them, and that's exactly, so you yeah. choose to yeah. use them because you like them, and then yeah. you get to educate for them too. Cool. Yeah. It just sort of happened right as I was working for myself. They were there, and I'm like, this is great. I've been following them for ages. Their color line seems pretty straightforward, pretty easy to use, you know, um, affordable. They gave me a discount on my color. And um, yeah, it just sort of seemed like uh, the right fit. Yeah. So I didn't go out seeking anyone. It just sort of happened. Yeah. And, cool. um, and I knew like the, the global ambassador um, is Richard Mana, who's David Mana's brother. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, he's fucking awesome. And yeah, you know, if from he's home, on this brand, then yeah, more than, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just thought they're really associated like Larissa love. She's an ambassador. So I'm like, I these are really her. cool people and they seem to be like really happy with the brand. So that seemed like a good fit for me. And it has amazing. Been. Yeah. Love that. So yeah. Love my little joy code peeps. Yeah. And when you're educating for them, you said you just kind of educate like, are you teaching somebody who's just signing up with Joico, like about the basics of the brand or it's your no, applications, so, your foil places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm you... not, um, I'm not a, a brand educator. I'm a technique educator, I guess you could say. So, I mean, there's always another person there with me. I'm like, if you guys have like really technical questions, this person's here to answer those for you. Yeah. I just want to like shoot the shit with you guys and have fun and paint some dolly heads. And we, it just works out. Like, so that takes the pressure off me trying to be like, oh my God, and this and this and this and this molecule and this has this technology. Mm, and I'm, I don't, don't have, have to, to know, know any of that stuff. Yeah. Cool. I just know what this color is going to look like in the end. If you 
apply it this way and that sort of thing. So that's great. They have their own educators that do, you know, they travel from salon to salon and do that kind of thing. And I'm just like, so basically, for example, my last one was in Perth. And so every Joico salon gets sort of like a email, oh, this girl's doing this class. These are the, the techniques she's going to be doing. Do you want to buy a ticket? Cool. Let's do that. So I taught in a salon in Perth and, if, and girls from all different Joico salons yeah. came in for that day. And we just smashed it out. We had a really fun day. I just did a mannequin in the morning, um, two different looks. And in the afternoon, they did the mannequin. And it's just fun, so cool. you know, like... Yeah. Um, yeah. So they don't. It gives like, you a you whole other energy this. being in oh, a classroom setting. I think then it's the best. Yeah. I love it. I once love you get it. over like the intimidation because it's like everyone's staring at you and you're like, oh my god, it's very overwhelming. Like I'm not a, I'm a very shy, nervous person. So I'm like, oh my god, these girls are gonna think I'm an idiot. Like, look what I'm wearing. Is my makeup shit? Like, is my hair fucked? Like, I'm just, I'm so hard on myself. Oh my god! And then as soon it's as so get in- interesting how that happens. Like, say someone oh, like no. you that I'm like, oh my god, she's so funny and so talented and blah blah blah. You know, like oh, you no. see this person on a social media platform or whatever, oh. and you don't realize. I am, right now I'm people sweating. get nervous. My armpits are like very sweaty. I'm nervous <laughs> right now. I'm shaking right now. It's just I wish I did not have this and I was fucking I just oh anyways, so yeah, it's very intimidating to go into these sort of situations. But after like basically when I arrive, I just go, look guys, I'm the same as you. I work in the shop and then I just do this on the side. You know, I'm no better than you. I'm gonna learn from you guys. Yeah. And we're all in this together, you know, we're all in this together. But that's also what makes you likable, you know, like people just like someone who's just normal and raw and real. And that's, that's what draws people to want, I think, to take a class with you versus someone else maybe is that, oh, it's going to be more real with you. I just want them to know that I can fuck up as much as anyone else. And let's just have a fun day. And hopefully you guys learn something. And you know, ask me as many questions as you can. If I can't answer them, I'll find an answer for you or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. It's just more of like a fun, I just want to be it. like, let's have fun. And so, then the other yeah. side of hairdressing that you obviously are amazing at is these photo shoots and avant-garde and all of that. Oh, and yeah. Is that your passion? Is that your <laughs> thing or all of it you love or? Yeah, I guess it is. Like, I always loved just doing the biggest hair possible. I was like, how could I make this hair stand up like one meter off her head? You know, like, I've just always wanted to do that. And so I did um, a boot camp with Sharon Blaine. So the five-day boot camp with Sharon. It was awesome. My God, that woman is like my hero. I love her. She is the kindest. um, Yeah. She's been so good to me from moving to Australia and helping. she's, She's just so kind. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So I did five days straight with her. And when I came out of that, I was like, wow, like she just teaches you all the fundamentals, the basics, the structures, the, you know, everything is just amazing on point. And so I just sort of went with that. I was like, oh, what can I, how big can I make this hair? And so, um, and were you shooting a collection, say for yourself at this point, or was this for the salon you were at? Like how did this kind of happen So the the very first one was just, um, I don't know. I wanted to make a hair like one meter off her head on both sides. And it was for the hair salon that I was working for. They had like their own internal competition. So it was like, you know, nothing too massive. Um, I could just sort of give it a go. And I did and made this big fuck off hair thing. It was 
hideous when I look back at it now. But at the time I was like, oh, it's so cool. And um, so the photographer that shot that, like I knew he was quite expensive. But after the shoot, I was like, hey, like I, I could probably never afford you, but I would love to like do more stuff with you if I can. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, just send me a message. I was like, what? And he just want, he just loves shooting that kind of stuff. And I didn't know that, but I was like, oh, I'll just ask him. Yeah. And so we shoot for free all the time. And it's the best. Because this and is so, what I have written down on my little, I told I you I don't have questions written down, but then when you were asking questions, like I should probably write stuff down. Like <laughs> I'm so not prepared in that way. But I wrote about that, about the expenses of a shoot, because that's oh God, something yeah. that I think I'm looking at you and you're doing these shoots all the time and all these collections. And I'm like, fml like i know from working at a big salon that is massive into the competition and collections and doing all of that that the out-of-pocket cost is a lot a lot of times the salon will help but you have a stylist you have a photographer you have a makeup artist you have models sometimes like yeah when you're doing these collections are you doing them for yourself now just or is it getting published to sent to magazines like what's the purpose of doing these and so the the big collections so those are for the competition so the australia hair fashion awards and hair expo so yeah. those ones are no joke like those are twelve thousand dollars like i am a fucking it's like planning a wedding basically that's yes. what i can compare it to it's mental 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 so the first year i did it my salon paid for me to do that and i went under as you know under their name and that was the first um avant-garde collection i'd ever done and um that was when I was like, oh, what's this competition world about? Like, I just, you know, wanted to get into it and stuff. And I didn't make the finals. I know I was bummed, blah, blah, blah. And um, then I just, I guess, started looking at the winners and what, you know, who are they using to shoot their collections? Who are they using for stylists, makeup, blah, 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 blah. Um, And then when I reached out to those people and got quotes, I was like, okay i can't afford that ever on my, in my 800 dollars paycheck <laughs> i know exactly that's how much i was making at the time yeah and um so i i also work for a hair extension company called seamless yeah. and so i reach out and all the hair i use is seamless it's from seamless extensions anyway so i i reached out to my boss from there and i was like hey um can you sponsor me can you just pay half of the shoot and i'll go under your name and uh, even though i was still working at that salon yeah, because they didn't want to do it anymore because they were like, oh, well, we paid all this money and you didn't go in the finals. And I was yeah, like, which I think can be you. quite discouraging too. like good on you for not calling it. Yeah, but, after I that, but I think that, that, I that could, can. Yeah, for sure. It could have. And it did the other people that entered. They were like, well, I'm not doing that again. And I'm like, well, yeah. guys, you think hairdresser of the year is their first time in this competition? Like, like you just got to keep going. And so I loved it so much. It's stressful and being awful as it was leading up to the day. Um, it's a different rush. Yeah, it's um, so anyway, I contacted those people, blah, blah, got the quote. And my boss was like, yeah, I'll pay for half this, the hair extension boss. Yeah. And so we did that. So, I mean, but I still had to pay $6,000, um, you know, so the stylist, the, the clothing stylist for the day, she's $1,000. Your makeup artist is 400 for the day. Your models each are 400 mm-hmm. per half. Because you're getting day. professional models every time. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, you that's the biggest thing with photo shoots the model has to be smoking fucking hot or know how to work her angles move around have like amazing facial structures long neck you know like otherwise you've spent all the money for the stylist for the makeup for your time and you have this model that can't do that's a very good point yeah yeah yeah, 100 percent. so i work with photographers that i was like oh i was gonna ask this model and they're like nope 
no, her whatever is too big or they're, like they're so picky. And also they have to have nice skin because the retoucher, you know, has to spend hours retouching pimples and, and whatnot. Yeah. So um, I work with photographers who only work with this makeup artist and this stylist. So I was just like coming into their team almost, even though it was And does that make it easier too. a bit? You're like, oh, great. You already know who you want. Uh, but I've never worked with these people before. So it was like, he was like, oh, they're the best. They're the best. And so we just meet on the day. Yeah. And so you're like, eh, so you can't really vibe until a few mm. hours in. And I don't know. It's a bit weird because it's almost like not your shoot then. It's like, because yeah. you haven't chosen the people who are on your team. So yeah. even though they're the best of the best, you're going to get fucking sick photos at the end. You're just like, but I, I don't know these people. And but sometimes it was, it's, it's a kind of, clash of vision. Like what you yeah, 100%, want yeah. isn't what or they're sometimes doing maybe. They just, they don't know y- yeah, they don't really know your vision. You haven't had a coffee with them before. And be like, okay, this is the mood board. You just yeah. sort of chatted over Instagram and then they show up in the day and you're like, <laughs> so that's a bit weird. Um, but the times that I've done that, I've been in the finals every single year. So um, yeah. And then this last year, Joyka wanted to be my sponsor. And they were like, oh, well, we want you to go to under our name now. And I'm like, okay. And so, but... <laughs> They wanted to go in half as well. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but anyway, they wanted to be like, oh, we'll pay for half and then, you know, whatever. And I was like, well, I want you to pay for the whole thing. Yeah. Just to see. I'm like, because oh, I'm not going to jump ship from one to the other for the same offer. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, I want someone to pay for this whole thing. Like, if they're serious, let's do this shit, you know? Yeah. And um, so I said, yeah, I want you to just pay for the whole thing. And yeah, they were like, okay. <laughs> see, and it so- pays to ask i think i know but i never would have thing yeah. you learn in yeah 100 is even a raise mm-hmm. or time off or yeah 100 always probably too much so been like that being like <laughs> i want this and i want this and i'm very you know yeah but you don't <laughs> ask you don't get i think i am but i've always been that way and i was like at the end of the day what does it what's the harm if i say exactly. i want this yeah. Yeah. and it doesn't happen yes. it wasn't going to happen yes. anyway and it, yeah. it works yeah and that was advice from my hair extension boss guy. He's like, look, it's cool if you want to go with them, but like make them pay for it all. And I was yeah. like, what? I can't do that. And he's like, do it. I was like, okay. And it worked out. And they, so, you know, I just and then paid for my is hair. Is it up and... to them and yourself submitting it to magazines and Myself. print and wherever <clears throat> um, or? So the ones that I do for the awards, those are just the award ones and that they're sort of in their own little category. Yeah. And the ones I do for fun, those are just with my, um, so the photographer that works for free with me yeah. um, and my makeup artist. And so artist, you're still doing that. He's still doing it for free with oh you. Oh yeah. We've been, we've been shooting for seven years probably together. And is the purpose of doing that for free because then he can submit it to other places or is it just for you, for your Instagram? Like what's the point? Oh, just, yeah. Just content. Like, yeah. um, so there's a it. website called caviar and so they have like i don't know 200 um, magazines who are taking submissions so they basically have oh we need 16 photos you know this resolution blah blah blah. and so you just submit them and then if the magazine picks it up and they pick it up if they don't you try try someone else exposure essentially for you and for him and you just like each other and yeah oh yeah we just love shooting together it's literally just the most fun time ever we're just 
you know, after the shoot, we just have a few beers and we just laugh. Like it's literally just a hangout day for us. And I know he does great photography and he knows that I'm going to bring cool models and do some really weird shit. And he just is really into that. And so, um, yeah, but if he's like, Hey, I have a paid shoot tomorrow. I have to cancel. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, and vice versa, if I have a client, I'll have to cancel. So it's just, we're just sort of cruising along. And, um, I mean, especially through COVID, we've all just been doing jack shit. So it's like, Hey, you want to shoot tomorrow? Some of the shoots we planned like 10 PM the night before. And I've just been doing the wardrobe styling for them. Yeah. You're amazing at it. Just fun. I don't, I just, I just bring a bunch of shit. If it doesn't work, I just change it or I don't know. Cause it's the stylist. Yeah. It's, it's, um, quite expensive because they have to source the clothes and do all that kind of stuff but yeah whereas if you have this stuff and you can re yeah like I literally I just go to thrift stores I just look for cool textures and clothes like if something's mesh or lace or sequins like those always look great in photos so yeah anything that has a really cool pattern or print that you can imagine so basically I'll go to to like the you know Vinnie's or whatever I put my phone on black and white and I just sort of like look at the clothes and see how they look in black and white and be like oh Oh, I can shoot that in black and white you know and that's gonna look really cool so I do that with a lot of things and black and white you don't have to worry about coloring the model's hair or you know, it's just an easier way. And black and white photos are actually my favorite. Like they're really, really stunning. Um, so I'm doing another collection on the 14th, all in black and white. And um, yeah, so if you're not sure about like wardrobe and stuff, just go black and white, man. Just That's like, so interesting. You know, layer of cool, like maybe a sequined shirt underneath a really cool dress, you know, just do layers and just make it look interesting, basically. Yeah. And then just and you've a, just gained all this knowledge just through doing it, eh? Like just yeah, you learn every yeah. shoot that you do and every time. Yeah, you- yeah, yeah. And every shoot, like I've learned that you want the most um, experienced model to shoot first because they like set the tempo. They're like, boom, boom, boom. I'm oh, fucking hot, so cool. blah, blah, blah. And then the others can be like, oh, wow. So that's the vibe. Okay, I got to step up my game. If you get like you know, this one who's 15 years old to start and she doesn't know how to move her body and things like that. You're just like, then the Whoa. other ones don't feel like they have to do as well, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Oh, so if the rest see on the screen, on the, ca- on the, on the computer, like, oh, this is the vibe. This is what we're doing. Like, you got to be strong and, you know, blah, blah. It sort of sets the tempo for the whole shoot. Um, but this all started because I did, a, um, you know, Sam McKnight, the hairdresser in mm-hmm. the UK. Anyway, yeah. so he did um, a program called Mastered. And so I did that. It was like an online program for a few months. And um, they just send you briefs like, oh, ID Magazine wants a brief. This is a brief and get a team together and, and then submit it. And then they have um, different people in industry who are judging your work and they send you the feedback. And so, oh, cool. so it's like a, a program that you're paying to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. like three grand. I think, um, it went over, I don't know, a, a few months anyways, but they also do it for photographers and makeup artists. So everyone's doing these courses in the industry. And then you have a full database of people in your city Networking, or country who yeah. have done the same program. And so this girl reached out to me, Lucy Elkhorn. She's just fucking awesome. So she's like, hey, I saw you on the database as a hairdresser. I'm going to put a shoot together. Do you want to do that? And, and then I did. And then it just sort of snowballed from there because you meet that stylist and that makeup artist. And they're like, oh, I know a hair girl. And then it just keeps going, going, going. And I yeah, said yes to everything. you create this web of connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never said no. I literally was like seven days a week on all my days off just doing shoots. Yeah. And um, I loved it. And then I did really one bad one. It was like a fucking wasted eight hours of my day <laughs> to do a shit photo shoot for no pay. And that was when I was like, okay, I have to start saying no to some stuff. And 
the hardest part is transitioning because to it was take someone else's vision free. that wasn't good it just the model wasn't good to be yeah. honest it was i couldn't use the photos um and that's when i was like okay my portfolio is i think good enough I've that had i can be fun. a bit more particular yeah and now i either the model has to be like fucking amazing for me to do something for free yeah otherwise it has to be my vision and something that i've wanted to do so, cool. you know, some people are like, oh, I'll trade you for some jewelry for the jewelry brand. And like that stuff is cool, but sometimes you just need to get paid, you know? Yeah. And then, and so how do you establish that now? Like, have you just come up with a day right for yourself? And yep. then yeah. whoever's approaching you, you just say the photographer yeah. saying, I want to do this shoot. You're like, okay, amazing. My day rate is this. Yeah. You just say, unfortunately, I can't do free stuff anymore. I'm, ju- I'm just too busy, but these are my, this is my half day rate and my full day rate. Yeah. So like half day, I say 400 bucks and full day is 800 bucks. And I'm happy with that. And it's quite a reasonable amount. Um, And then they say yes, so they say no. And that's it. Like, um, I don't want to do like really natural stuff anymore. It doesn't really float my boat. Like I got an offer to go out to the Blue Mountains the other day. Oh yeah, do you want to do the hair for, and I was like, what's the hair going to be like? Oh, just natural. I was like, you want me to drive to the Blue Mountains to brush this chick's hair? (laughs) Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. Message me if you want some fucking cool you. wigs or, yeah, something else. Like, they're beautiful yeah. images. But I want my clients to be like, wow, she's, like, fucked up in the head to, to think of something like that, you know? Like, well, I that's make, exactly oh, why I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to be like, I think that I have been trying to, once I, I worked for a big salon as well, and they were doing photo shoots, and, you know, Charlene, obviously, and she's just so creative and comes up with these things. And I'm like, Oh, this is what I need to be doing. This is amazing. This is what I want to do. And then I'm like, but I actually don't have these ideas. Like I like helping. I love being involved. I love the energy, but I think I'm trying to do things that either right now aren't coming naturally to me, or that's just not my calling. And, you know, I can't, I'm trying to be good at everything and I need to just be like, yeah. Just, you know, just what, be good. what do I like? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, if, if you just pick one thing and just fucking smash it, like that's all. And that's what people will go to you for and people will know yeah. you for. And um, so I want people to look at a photo and be like, oh, I bet you Carolyn did that. That looks like crazy, colorful, weird, you know, like I just want that sort of vibe. But then there's the other side of me where it's like, oh, pretty blonde, you know? Yeah. So do you feel like I, what you do in the salon, like on your day-to-day client is quite different than what you're doing? Oh my God. My clientele is regrowth tint, um, men's classic cuts and some belly eyes. And is that just because you've kept those clients as you've yeah. gone and now yeah. you're yeah. able to produce content because you're not trying to get those clients in the door anymore? Yeah. So like, they're just like kind of my lifers, you know, like we, I've been doing their hair for seven, eight years and I'm in the city. It's convenient for them. We have good chat. You know, I really value them as my clients. They're like my bread and butter kind of thing, but um, I'm slowly transitioning into more creative colors and more blondes. I'm not taking any new men really. Um, But yeah, I, but I kind of like those like boring ish clients. Like I just, they know me, I know them and we just have a nice time together. Yeah. It's just back to the foundations, the fundamentals kind of. And it's it's not that you don't have to think about it, but you don't have to think about it. Yeah. And you know, I still say, do you want to try something new? And they're like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) You know, they're just funny sort of people that, uh, 
I don't know. I, I would be sad if I didn't see them again. But yeah, on totally the other agree. hand, I've let a lot of clients go that I just don't like. Yeah. Like I, if I have an asshole, I'm like, nah, I just yeah. I can't. And I just I've had, had no- this conversation at the salon recently being like, oh my, I really enjoy being at the point in my career where I don't have to do yeah. something I don't want to do kind of like, I know yeah. that that's not my forte or something, or that's not yeah. what I enjoy doing. I don't enjoy <laughs> personally a full head of classic foils. Like that is no, just no, no, not no. fun no. for me. So no. I don't want to do it anymore. Yes. And you kind of can navigate know, that yeah. as you get more experience. Yeah. It's the best. Like yeah. I-, I would rather have no client than an asshole or <laughs> just someone that is just draining or doesn't appreciate me that I'm I'm trying my best and you know those people that they're just never happy but they keep coming back to you and you're like why the yes. fuck are you coming back to me go somewhere yes, else exactly someone every else time you complain hell. or you know I think also Ugh. too as you get more experienced you know it's not worth doing the client who you is not getting your consultation no yeah. matter what you've yeah. said and explained yeah oh, that's great but your image is not doable today and you you do them in the beginning and then you know you're going to get a complaint or a redo and it's not worth doing it you're better off sacrificing that four hundred dollar bill or whatever to not have the headache so that's probably my favorite thing about going to work for yourself is you decide who you're going to spend time with that day yeah and that's it like you i've sent so many people a message hey we're just not going to be a good match like i've had to send people deposits back like I want to go to work and be like, this day is going to be awesome. You know, like, and every day, honestly, every day I go to work is like that. I'm like singing on the way to work and I'm singing when I go home because I've spent time with fucking cool people who, you know, appreciate what I'm doing for them. And, uh, you know, they're just cool people to be around. So I guess that's what I try to, that's my target market. So like on Instagram, I'm just like, I want people who are, you know, funny they can have a laugh they maybe want to have a champagne and they just want to have cool hair and feel good about themselves when they leave and you know i don't want these people who just want to come and bitch and moan about their fucking cat or whatever it is like i just don't have the time and i did feel like an asshole the first time i was like look i just don't think we're a good match and then i was like no i want to be a hairdresser for a very long time and i want to enjoy my life and my clients and my time basically so that's but what the best part about working for yourself because you can get rid of all those and do you have any dreams of your own salon or what what's kind of the next thing for you i used to i used to um so when that whole when i went to work for that one my first chair rental place i was thinking okay the next step because this hasn't worked out my next step has to be owning a salon like that has to be the next step and then so i just started calling people who would had owned their own salons and didn't anymore and was like why did that happen blah 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 and they're like honestly you just lose your you know your passion because you're trying to manage people you have to be open from this hour to this hour like you're a business you know like you're an open business mm-hmm. and um I, I don't want that for myself and it was almost like a sign i turned my phone on and it was like this another guy and he i really look up to him and he was like, oh, we are closing. I've decided to close my salon. I was like, if this guy has not enjoyed himself owning a salon, like I thought this would be like, he was going to take off, you know? And uh, he was like, no, nah, just, I'm just not into it, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh shit, okay. So, so basically at this point, I have everything I want. I, if I want to take a Saturday off, I do that. If I yes. 
don't feel like doing that client. I don't do them. If I want to do a photo shoot that day, I do a photo shoot. Yeah. You know, so I have everything that I could ever want right now. And yeah. I'm like, do I fuck it up and do something else? Or, yeah. you know, so I think I'm a little bit bored now, obviously, because COVID. But, you know, I haven't been able to fly and do flights for Joico. And mm-hmm. so now I'm just kind of doing a lot of shoots, I guess. And, yeah, because you um, have that know, time to have a creative process. You can stay up, yeah. you can do, oh, you know, yeah. have the brainstorm yeah. and do all that. Yeah. So I, uh, to be honest, I don't really know what's next for me. I feel very content. Like I keep saying, Oh, I just love this simple life and just doing whatever I want every day. And, um, but still making great money. Like when I go into work, I'll just do three days a week at the moment and um, still smashing it, you know, like I do maybe three or four clients a day and that's kind of my maximum. And then that's it. So I don't know what's, what's next really. Like just want to get back into, um, teaching and well, I don't know yeah I mean my hair room it's a constant like I have my, my workshop at home and it's just constantly like uh, I order wigs like every week and color them weird and just I'm always doing stuff and you just I'm have just like doing. an arsenal of things and you're like okay I've made this and now let's shoot this and you just have them yeah yeah so like a photographer a few days ago messaged me hey what wigs do you have right now you know because she wants to create a editorial based on the wigs that I have and I told her oh my I'm doing a new collection on the 14th so I'll have like six new wigs to play with she's like okay cool I'll wait for that and so it's just fun like I'm just having the best time doing whatever I want and um yeah I also I don't know what's next but I'm just I love it well that's exactly why I wanted to start this channel and I think talking to you is just simplified it and may make these things that seem so unattainable and these people that seem so next level and I mean, you are still, I'm like, oh, you're actually not that I, I don't think I am. I think I'm just quite normal, but. But um, I think that's the point is that these things, you know, you explaining that you just messaged someone and that's how that happened and this, this, and this, and oh, it yeah. snowballed from there. It's sometimes I think from the outside looking in, it's like, how do I get to that point? And that was the conversations I wanted to have. And I think this has been so useful and i really appreciate you like no problem sitting down and sharing your knowledge and time and oh yeah just just jump into it man balls deep yeah just see what happens i mean nothing bad is going to happen yeah exactly what um, you said you take that step the first time you went from the salon to yourself you're like what's the worst that's going to happen i just have to go back and work for a salon if that's what i want or same thing with your photo shoots if it's not a good shoot you just don't use it or me oh, and this, this, this is shit, who cares? Yeah. I still got to have a conversation <laughs> with you. That's what I thought with this whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I made a list on my phone of people that I just wanted to talk to and just be like, how did you do it? And then I'm like, yeah. I, re- I reckon other people might have these questions too. And now I've created this whole thing. And if it works, it works. Yeah. And if it doesn't, I'm not doing anything anyway. I'm trapped in my house for God knows how long now. Yeah. Might as well do something. Yeah. And I miss talking to people. Like I wanted to yeah, just have true. social interactions. So yeah, I feel like this I is mean, I, I think it's quite simple. If you want to go work for yourself, just fucking do it. Quit your job, go rent a chair, tell your clients that that's it. If you want to do a photo shoot, message your photographer. Hey, you want to do a shoot? Yeah. Go to uh, a fashion school, the end of parade. Go look at the clothes that these students are making. Write their names down. Message them. Hey, can I borrow your fucking dress for a photo shoot? Yeah. Whatever it is. Like just message people chat with people i mean just do it like it's it's quite simple you know yeah and uh have fun enjoy it make some money do fucking awesome hair create a good instagram 
chat to people. I don't Amazing. know. It snowballs from there, I think. Yeah, yeah. you just got to do it. That's the moral of this episode. You just uh, got to yes. do it. Yeah, man. Love it. Just dive in. All right. Well, thank you so much for my pleasure. Being so insightful and open, open book. Anytime. Okay. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the successful stylist unfoiled. Don't forget to follow like, and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube to get all the notifications of our weekly episodes.